My name is Zach Price, and you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. To the Emerald Podcast Network. You are listening to the Emerald Football Podcast. I am Jack Butler here with Sean Meadow. Hey. Maverick Palak. How do you do? Pretty good. We are sports supporters. We cover the Oregon football team for the Daily Emerald. And we're going to talk about Stanford, the upcoming big game, the biggest game of the entire college football weekend as Oregon hosts number seven Stanford. But before that, we're going to touch a little bit on what happened. Last weekend against San Jose State, Oregon won 35-22. Overall, not the performance I think the team was hoping for, what Duck fans were hoping for. Um, I think most of us expected them to blow them out. I mean, certainly I did. I thought they'd win by 40 or more points. San Jose State might be the worst team that they played against Bowling Green and Portland State, but... The Ducks were not convincing in that win. Um, really, to me, either you know both the defense and the offense had had some things that they really need to improve on before Stanford rolls into town. We'll start at least a little bit offensively. Uh, there were some three and outs, some sputters. I mean, 35 points, you'll you'll take that. You know, certainly any Pac-12 game for the most part, but you should probably do a little bit better against San Jose State if you think they're a top 20, top 15 team. In your eyes, either one of you, Maverick, what what kind of went wrong with the offense or what did you see from them? Well, the drops, I think, were a little bit of a problem. But I think they – I mean, it's often said like by media members but never by the actual athletes that when there's a big game the next week, they tend to overlook the current opponent. And I think that might be kind of what happened of playing three teams they know they are better than. Did that happen for Stanford too? Well, Stanford Stanford played played USC, and I think even though USC is not even close to being equal to Stanford, as we've learned over the last couple weeks, people thought they were, and Stanford had to. I mean, I mean specifically just last week. I should have been more clear, like the UC Davis game. Yeah, they played UC Davis, but I mean UC Davis beat San San Jose State. So UC Davis beat San Jose State. They played San Diego State Week One, which is a team they lost to last year, and beat Arizona State. And just beat Arizona State, like which beat a top. 15 Michigan State team. Right, San Diego State's very respectable. I'll maybe second his team, Mountain West, besides Boise State. But and Boise State got destroyed yeah. by Oklahoma State. Anyways, and then USC, obviously, infinitely more talented than Bowling Green, Portland State, or uh, San Jose State. So, to answer your question, Sean, no. Okay. I just wanted to... I don't even remember what his question was. I don't was, even know either. Okay. I don't remember what we were talking about. I thought you asked the question. The question well, I asked the question to you. The question but I posed we was with, whether or not the matchup against Stanford had maybe been in Oregon's head going into the San Jose State game, if that was the case for Stanford playing against UC Davis No, I, well. I, I, don't, think I don't think so. I think Stanford, Stanford is the favorite for this Oregon game, so like you shouldn't be... A, it looks like a coin toss right now based on the line. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked by that, honestly. Yeah, I mean, um, two points. Yeah, Stanford being the better team, you don't really need to look forward to the next game. Each week you should be winning. Oregon will be the team that needs to make a statement by beating Stanford. Stanford does not have to make a statement by beating Oregon. Their bigger games are later in the season when they play Notre Dame. That that will be the game everyone will see if Stanford is a title contender. 
Oregon needs to beat Stanford to even be put into the top 15 teams in the country conversation right now. And if they lose this game, they might even drop out. Who knows how the AP is voting their teams with Michigan State staying in the top 25 after losing Arizona State. But anyways, Oregon needs to win this game. Stanford, I think, just needs to play well every week, and that's what they do so well. Yeah, I mean, backtracking a little bit to what we were talking about earlier and with this upcoming game against Stanford, I'm going to switch it a little bit over to the defense because the defense gave up 22 points against San Jose State. And last week when we talked on this podcast, uh, I had some questions about the defense's performance through two weeks. And I wanted to see them have single digits against San Jose State, and they did not do that at all. Specifically, Josh Oliver, uh, the tight end, really, really wrecked them. And if they've had trouble for three games now covering tight ends, and Stanford is coming into town. And Stanford has like three, six, 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 seven tight ends that are probably all going to be professional. Who did Josh did... Oliver catch that ball over the jump ball? I don't know. Yeah, that was. I don't remember. That, that was insane. It wasn't Pickett, was it? I don't know. I'd have to go on the YouTube. The YouTubes. Yeah. Yeah, and not only that, but J.J. Arcega Whiteside, who leads the conference in touchdowns. Uh, you know, six three, two hundred twenty-five. Thomas Graham is listed as five eleven. And so is Diamador Lenoir. They're both listed as 5'11", under 200. And J.J. Arcega-Whiteside essentially will just box out both of them for touchdowns. And they they didn't show, you know, the defense didn't necessarily show me that they can stop bigger-bodied wide receivers, or in this case, tight ends going forward. So, like, is there any chance that they that flip switches in a week that they do a better job against Stanford? I mean... I don't think so. I mean, I think they, I think Thomas Graham and Diamador are both very talented, and I think yeah, they, they're good. They're I good. I think they're great like, cover corners, but I think it's just, it's kind of unfair. And I mean, football is an unfair game, but it's yeah. unfair to ask a guy to guard a very athletic human that is what six inches, seven inches taller than him. I don't know how tall Arcega Whiteside. Well, Arcega Whiteside six three, but. Sometimes. Yeah, but he jumps like someone who's six nine. He destroyed Arian yeah, Springs last year. Yeah, his. I mean, his arm. You know, his wingspan's. I think bigger than. You know, he's got a positive yeah. wingspan. Basketball I, player I mean, playing wide receiver. Yeah, and like, look, Stanford will put their tight ends and wide receivers. Like Colby Parkinson, when they get to the goal line, he'll be a wide receiver, and he's six seven. Like they've got eight nine inches on Oregon corners, and if they get to the goal line, they're just gonna throw three fades. Not to mention the fact that, you know, they're historically known as a power run team and they're pretty good at the whole power running as well. Bryce Love was cleared today. Bryce Love was cleared, returned. I, that was never really in doubt. I think they, if they were playing somebody better than UC Davis, he probably plays. But they were like, we can win. John Canzano said he could have been concussed. Oh, he was concussed. Yeah. It, it he got rocked like at the end so, of USC. So I don't know if he could have played. Well, he would have. He still might have been concussed and would have played. Yeah, as we learned in the NFL this week, like you could be concussed. Who cares? Yeah, no. You... Welcome to football. Yeah. So Yay. does Oregon stop? You know, we've been ta- we haven't we... Even, we've been talking all about these wide receivers and these tight ends. We haven't even we, talked about yeah. Bryce Love yet. Let's get into Bryce Love a little bit. Wow, let's get into love. Oh, got a whole lot of love, but um, a little Led Zeppelin in there. But I think last year, after destroying against Oregon, like just looked so much better it looked like an nfl player out there against a college team it was kind of surprised to some people that he came back this year to play i think it's probably smarter that way for him a lot of running backs tend to go through senior years um i think 
This season, though, just the fact that he didn't play last week, he's not been hit in yeah. two weeks. I mean, coming that's back from a, a concussion. I don't know if that's a good thing for Stanford or if that's a good, thing, a good thing for Oregon. For Stanford. He's rested. I, exactly. He's rested. Exactly. So he hasn't been hit. He's rested. It's like you've prepped him for this game almost, specifically for this yeah. game. I think this is that's a bad sign for the Ducks. I think that's a really good sign for Stanford. He's cleared today. It's Tuesday. Um, so he's going to be ready to go come Saturday. He's on the national stage. It doesn't get better than that. And if you're a Heisman contender like he is, this is your game to to show everyone early on in the season. I mean, week four. To I, I mean, you're shaking your head. Go ahead. He still is. I, I think he is. Through. Well, I think missing a game hurts. He missed a game last year. Yeah. Well, I don't care. <laughs> I didn't know that. Did you? <laughs> uh, Herbert, yeah. So, Herbert so he dro- could, he's Herbert probably going to run through the... him again. Herbert dropped off the top ten Heisman. Well, I mean, I, that this was the game to to do that. Was, needed to pad the stats. Yeah, pad the stats. You have like 50%. If you have two picks, 16 for 34. Also. He finished um, 16 for 34 against yeah. a San Jose I, State no, team. No bueno. If I know one thing about Justin Herbert, and I know very little about the human Justin Herbert, um, <laughs> he probably does not care about winning the Heisman. I think he wants to win this game more. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure he did not pout. Yeah, and I'm sure he has not Googled the Heisman odds, but you know maybe, maybe he has. But I doubt he cares. So really, we won't. I Trent mean, Irwin's six two, by the way. Yeah, no. Just going back to the Stanford receivers. Yeah, they're big. They're large. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're. The Oregon secondary is going to have some trouble. They're going to be we'll big, see, really, big players. I mean, really, we're we're all for all preseason. It's like, oh, this defense is going to make big jumps. You know, they have the same defensive coordinator. You're talking about Oregon. Oregon, yeah. Did I say Stanford? No, you just didn't clarify you just said, oh, okay. team. Oregon. <laughs> we knew that they, you know, we knew that they would have an advantage in that for the past four years they've had a different defensive coordinator. So, you know, they've changed schemes every single time. It's the first year, uh, you know, in the past four years where they've had the same defensive coordinator. So that they in Jim Levitt, so they at least know the scheme. But I think there's kind of been an assumption through this whole time like oh they'll make steps forward they'll make big progress like year two jim levitt defenses always do and they did against colorado because there's like a ton of there were a ton of seniors on that colorado defense but there's not a ton of seniors on this oregon defense and you know we just to me they're you know we just don't really know what we're getting from this oregon defense yet because they really haven't been tested i mean none of those offenses are powerful certainly not what stanford's offense should be. They haven't looked phenomenal through three games. I mean, I thought Stanford's offense would be really good this year, and they've been above average, but not great. But, I mean, look, you know, Bryce Love, KJ Costello's probably the best quarterback. They've, he definitely is the best quarterback they've had in the past two years, maybe since Kevin Hogan, which, you know, even then, the, the team around Kevin Hogan and that defense was phenomenal. But, my large point is essentially like we still don't really, in my eyes, know anything about this Oregon defense and whether it actually is better from a year ago, which I thought it was good a year ago. I thought they just I were think put the in a tough position. I players are better than a year ago. I think every player... Well, it's essentially the same guys. I mean, no, but like I'm saying Tyree's I think gone, but... Justin Hollins, I think, has improved a lot more than he played last year. I think he's probably been the defensive MVP of this season yeah. so far. And we'll, he's, been, he's been great week in and week out, and I yeah. mean, every single player coach praise him 
just the way his work ethic on the field is in practice, and it's paying yeah. off in the games. I mean, man, he was he was probably the best player on the field. And they for the might Ducks be, and they might come out and do a great job against Stanford. Like, I, we, you know, we just have we. Just, I, I just don't even we don't have any if, idea. If we knew I the answer, these, we'd be betting on it. Right, but I I just think through three games, we there's a lot of questions in this Oregon defense, and I have doubts that they make a huge jump because you know they've they've allowed Bowling Green to drive a little bit. They allowed Portland State to score some points. It got chewed up. And essentially, you know, certainly against Portland State and San Jose State by tight ends, uh, you know, uh, we'll see. I, I mean, you know, Bryce Love killed him last year. Maybe he can kill him again this year. Although there will be no rabbit running out on the field like there was this time last year. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, there could be. I guess, I think someone I guess should bring technically one. there's a chance. I think someone should bring one. Just let it loose and make it, yeah. a, make it a tradition for Oregon Sean, Stanford I'm, games. I'm telling PETA. <laughs> all right all right yeah. speaking all right. of running situation of the running backs we we're talking a little before the podcast about tony burks james cj verdell and their carries who do you think will get the bulk of this game i think this game is going to need a lot more power to it so that's why i'm leaning towards cj verdell but also i think maybe tony burks james needs to get a little more involved in the pass catching game I mean, the pass catch game, well, last game was C.J. Verdell pretty much. Uh, but I think like uh, 30% of those catches were all checkdowns. He wasn't supposed to be in the Yeah. Player. Right. That'll be, I mean, that'll be most of the running back catches. But I don't know. I mean, I think Tony Burks, I think Tony Burks James needs to have a, a good game because you don't necessarily always want to rely on like two freshman running backs and C.J. Verdell and Travis Dye. But I think for the most part, like C.J. Verdell is kind of the, their every down back guy going forward. I mean, he's more carries, more yards than Tony Brooks James so far. And then you also get Tony Brooks James's athleticism and overall skill on special teams. Uh, he was special yeah. teams player of the week along with Amadi, who had a great punt return, and I think both guys are valuable on special yeah. teams. I mean, we haven't, even, you know, we we won't really, but we haven't even talked about special teams. And Ugo Amadi seems like quite the good punt returner, at least on a essentially one game sample size yeah but he's only had what, he's only really attempts. had a couple tony brooks James had on one it. of the house that was called back um but, yeah on, but we know he uh, has like, the yeah, speed. On block on the back or whatever we know he has the speed yeah to do we've it. seen him do that before he had a big return anyway like for me maybe special teams will be what flips this game apparently it's such the, an even game that is always the chicken way out when you're saying who will win the game special teams yes whoever wins special teams will win you could get like two block kicks and if that's all you score, man, you still lose. Stamp it. So so, so the winner gets over 14 points going out on a limb. The, Big time Maverick Valley. The winner, the winner of this game scores 24. Wow. All right, what's your score prediction? 24. I, I mean, <laughs> I, just 24. No, I haven't really even picked two wins, honestly, yet. I'm st- I've been bouncing back and forth. I'm who, gonna... who do you have right now in this very second on Tuesday at 2 Stanford is the – currently we are recording this Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. Stanford is currently the two-point favorite with an over-under of Is it 1.5 or 2.5? Nope. 57.5 for the over-under? 57.5 for the over-under. Stanford is the two-point favorite. Well, yeah, I'm taking the under then because I'm saying 24 uh... – are we all 17, unders? A 24-17, uh, Oregon's going to get it. You're going Oregon. No, I'm going 24-21. Scratch that. Well, it's a close one. Yeah. Bryce Love gets another touchdown. So <laughs> Oregon wins? Yeah. Okay. okay. What are you, Sean? I'm going to say Oregon is not going to win. I think it's Stanford 21, Oregon 17. 
Mm. Oh, real original. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Jack's gonna go fifty-eight. Stanford, Oregon, fourteen seventy-eight. <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> Took the words out of my mouth. Uh, Oregon thirty. Stanford twenty-four. Ooh. You're going Oregon. Yes. You switched. I, I think he was Oregon no, I, already. I, I, He's I, been Oregon already. Time. I said Oregon on a our, month ago. On our Emerald Pick'em, I thought you picked Stanford. No, I'm the one that picked Stanford. No. Oh, and Maggie has picked Stanford Sean, as well. You picked Oregon. Or you picked Stanford? Yeah, I did. Oh. Just like I did right now. Well, all our listeners. I think the Oregon Sean offense. Meadow. Follow him on Twitter and tweet at him. I think because this is. Meadow. No, that's not even my Twitter handle, but okay. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about Oregon's 30-24 to 24 win over Stanford, and we will also be previewing the upcoming game against Cal. Uh, for more Oregon football content, you can go to dailyemerald.com. Uh, we have a lot of written work there. Uh, for more podcasts uh, from the Emerald Podcast Network, you can get those really wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, SoundCloud. Uh, and, you know, we also have a wonderful, if you go to www.dailyemerald.com, we have a wonderful little bar on the side that has Three all of them, all of them listed. You all of them w- beautifully w- listed. <laughs> Did I say www.dailyemerald.com? Yeah, you, you skipped a W. Thanks for tuning in.